is Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere podcasts are given away because we're stupid. I've just been thinking about this uh, tearing down statues, and we had this story about renaming the town of Columbus. Ah, yes. Of, and I was going through all it's the... It's problematic. Is that the, the term people use? Yeah. yeah. Problematic. Um, I was thinking about... Why don't we take some of these really dumb names we've got in towns and cities all across America? Mm. And then there's way too many of them. And, you know, why don't you rename them something that says what you want to say? And maybe that's the way to go about it. There are 288 Fairviews in the United States. Too many. Got a fair view from up here. I think we'll call it Fairview. This view is fair, as in pleasant. There are a gazillion Greenvilles. There are a million Springfields. There are 36 Centervilles. I mean, you wow. talk about bland names. You can't all be Centerville. Now, while one of them is fairly famous, there are also like 30 Oaklands. A lot of oak on this land. How about, how about we call it Oakland? I like it. That's Strong. a good name, Clem. This burg is filled with pits. What should we call this town right by the side of the river? I hey, don't know. Hey, Jim in the back, you got I'm, an answer? I'm stymied. There are 26 Riversides. There are 24 Ashlands. There are 23 Oxfords. Nobody's fording a creek with their oxen. Let's come up with a better name. And it doesn't have to be a Confederate soldier. Make it Ray Romano. I don't care. But let's just come up with better names for our townspeople. Hilltop. That's 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 just sad. Yeah. Yeah. I used to joke growing up in the Chicago suburbs that every single town was. In fact, I should probably just come up with a map. Hang on. There's no reason to make this up. Um, Stand by. Now it's a little different the than of the internet. It's a little different than uh, your because all those things usually were true at the time. It was at the top of a hill. It was next to a lake. It was in the center, so you called it Centerville, as opposed to all these suburban communities where they throw up three hundred houses that look exactly alike exactly. and call it Riverside Estates. Right, and there ain't no go. river within fifty miles. This is this is where I grew up: Oak Brook, Elmhurst, Glenview, North Brook, Highland. Park. Uh, let's see. Bowling Brook, Crest Hill, Orland Park, Tinley Park. If I oh, there's Carroll Stream. There's Glendale Heights. There's Villa Park. There's uh, the Hinsdale. There's Willow Brook. And you're complaining. Ridge. No, it's it's all that sort of name. You have Pleasant Hill, Hilldale, Dale Hill, Riverdale, <laughs> Dale Dale, well, River River River. River. <laughs> Stay out of Riverdale. Hilltop, Riverdale, Greenton. Yeah, Pleasant Meadows, <laughs> Meadow Hill, Hill River. So There's- you're naming your town, and you think. Can we call it after uh, old Sam Johnson's farm was here? Let's name it after him. No, no, no. The other towns would look down on us. We need to be a dale or a brook or a park. We got two choices. Riverside or Jefferson Davis hates black people. (laughs) I guess we'll go Riverside. (laughs) Riverside it is. The motion is carried. Robert E. Lee was right. <laughs> it, it is, it is, oh Lord, it is hard to justify Columbus. Uh, yeah, well, Columbus, Ohio, especially. Because all of like the, the murder and the genocide, is that? Oh, well, is that, just, but just, why? 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 Even, there even are plenty of explorers. A, even if he was a good dude, what, what's the, in the middle of Ohio, what? what? 
I mean, he discovered the Bahamas. Judy and I went there. We drank a lot. We may have, uh, you know, had a little marital fun. We went swimming. Is that where you slipped on the boat and fell? Uh, that was the Virgin Islands, okay. which is right next door to the Bahamas, more or less. They're all crammed in down there, South Florida. Yeah, that's where I almost killed myself on a boat. You'd had a drink, hadn't you? Oh, a drink? <laughs> yeah, three or four at least. Although I will tell you this. It's slippery. Could happen to anybody. It was steps on a sailboat. That Momentum. Were, there was <laughs> too much momentum. And there's like no non-stick or no, uh, what do you, like, uh, grip tape of some sort. Right, exactly. There's nothing grippy. It was just plastic steps. And man, my feet were wet. I went, booms! It slid to the bottom and got all cut up and, oh. and banged up and bruised ribs and, oh, I was oh. bleeding like a bleeding guy. And But you kept your drink up because that's the way we always I do. I did not. Oh, you oh, didn't? Ruined the damn day. It was the second to last day of the vacation, thank God, because. I uh, it was the only time I almost passed out from pain. The next day I sneezed, and I went down. I went down on the ground. Bruised ribs are not fun. Well, and and you've had broken ribs, right? Oh yeah, a couple I can't times. imagine the anguish because just bruised were. And I tore some cartilage and stuff in my rib. Yeah, if you got broken ribs when you feel a, a sneeze coming, you think, oh geez. No, no, anything but please that. don't. Ah! Please don't. <laughs> ah! Terrible. Uh, it was a good thing, because up till then, we'd been having a hell of a good time. That's our 20th anniversary oh, trip. Wow. That was a long time ago. You were a younger a man. Ago. I was. Well, like now, it'd, it'd kill you. It, it would have done me more serious damage, yeah. yeah. I was a little bendy and resilient back then. <laughs> now, so I don't so go much. to places like the Bahamas. I go to Riverton, Glendale, Hilltops. Here's some more. Streamwood, Woodstream, <laughs> Valley View. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Did, was there a time in American history where we need to have every town named by Friday at 5 o'clock? <laughs> Pick it's a local a, geographic It's feature. a new law. We have to have all the names in place by 3 o'clock this afternoon, or we, we don't get to keep the town. Exactly. What do we it, have around here? We got a nice park full of maple trees. Boom! Maple Park, Illinois. Because it seems like they were in a rush. Now, how Mooseheart got its name, I don't know. Or it's because people didn't go anywhere. <laughs> you don't want to know. No. <laughs> it's because people didn't go anywhere and you just had a horse and it took you a day to get to the next town or whatever. What, yeah. do you, what should we call it? Who gives a crap? I've lived here my whole life. I've never called it anything but town. Here. I'm going into town. We call it here. <laughs> Call whatever you want. What do you have? Well, we got that hill over there with that big boulder. Boulder Hill! There it is, <laughs> Illinois. Actual town in Illinois. You, you go. got Plainfield as well. That They were not excited about their place at all. What do you guys got? Anything? You got any crates? Everybody was very literal back in the day. <laughs> I would say. You guys got any streams? You got a nice hill. Surely you got a hill in your town. No, I'm sorry. No hills. Well, look, you got a field over there. The field is, uh, well, it's, 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 well, it's kind of a plain field, isn't it? Boom! Plainfield, Illinois. That's if you got a field. If you don't have a field, you have to call yourself something flat. How's the view? Is it a great view? It's pleasant. (laughs) It's a pleasant Pleasant. view. I mean... It's all right. I wouldn't give you a nickel for it, but it'll do. I'll give it a two. So one more topic, briefly. Um... Speaking of things being problematic, Sean, I find your T-shirt problematic. What's it say? It's it's a Pink Floyd. It's a modern trend that I do not approve of at all. It's what I can't Comes see. straight out of pre-worn jeans uh, and pre-worn guitars. Pink Floyd, it is Rainbow a Theater. Pre-worn concert T-shirt from a concert you did not attend. In fact, I have it on good authority. You weren't even alive when that show uh, was played. Uh, the math checks out, but uh, it's 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 a good shirt from a good band. What does it say? Pink Floyd, Rainbow Theater, nineteen seventy-two, yeah, right. London, England. No effing way you're at that show, you liar. No, no, but I was at the Target that was selling this shirt, yeah. and I bought it for 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, see, it used to be 
the only way you could conceivably have that T-shirt is you're at the show. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was a cool thing. I mean, your concert T-shirt collection was a thing of pride. Now mm-hmm. it's, it's the modern disposable world. I got more concert T-shirts now from bands I've never seen than from those that I do. Yeah, I was amused to see you in your Metallica t-shirt on Friday. <laughs> yeah, I got busted on that. Did you hear that? No. Dude out here who's a huge Metallica fan Uh-oh. said, go, your favorite Metallica song. I said, I don't know any Metallica songs. <laughs> he was really not thinking that was cool. Mm, I wish I'd been As here to join Metallica in the verbal fan. abuse. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, he could have gone with Enter Sandman and he would have laughed at you. Man, I wish I'd been here them? to yell at you. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't know Metallica. Oh. Um, uh, you just needed a black t-shirt. That's a cool looking t-shirt. Um, so wrong. So wrong. If you told me that you were rolling old folks for their, <laughs> for their purses, I'd be less disappointed in you. <laughs> Sick. You know what I find interesting is when, uh, the trend of clothing that just has a year on it, it really doesn't have anything on, going right. on, but it's got a year on it. And watching the years change as I get older. Because I ha- I remember having shirts that had, like, 50s on it, maybe 70s, but now I see them, and they, it, it's just humorous at my age to see, you know, college girls, this is 1996 or something. Mm. I, was, I was around in 96. I was a full-grown man. It was just it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah, it wasn't that notable, really. <laughs> Anything that exciting, but... Yeah. yeah. But I, I wonder, but the fashion people must know how many years earlier it has to be to catch young people's attention to seem kind of like a cool like a nostalgia overton window thing yeah because it isn't nostalgia for me it's just you know and i was on my third job at that point (laughs) exactly (laughs) well the car i had then sucked you know that sort of thing it's not that big a deal i had two kids and a lot of bills 96 seems to be a big year for like college kids high school kids wearing clothes is that right for some reason i have no idea what i suppose we'll start to see 2000s here before before you know it though sure yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if your you're cool a gap, 16-year-old girl... Yeah, your Gap t-shirt will say 2004 on it. What? <laughs> part, of, part of aging, I guess. I guess. Septic Tankville, Ohio. <laughs> Drive through there fast. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, when, we, when we taped this, it was the 75th anniversary of setting off the first atomic bomb, and we, we found an old-timey uh, uh, news report of that. Nevada Desert in America is the scene of the latest atomic test. International observers come by invitation to join scientists, military and civil defense authorities making a study of the test. A whole town of specially chosen types of buildings with dummies inside them has been erected to study survival chances in an atomic explosion. Called Doomtown, the buildings and their contents will test the effect of the bomb at distances ranging from one to two miles. The extent to which food will be contaminated by radioactivity will also be studied along with the effect of blast on communications. Fully protected cameras concealed inside and outside the buildings will take pictures of the blast scene. Okay, so uh, here, here's this is news to me. So I had always thought, Charles Lindbergh waves to his adoring fans. I always thought that it was like when you watch the old-timey uh, footage of uh, Babe Ruth or whatever, right. you know how they're all herky-jerky and really fast? Yeah. That it was something to do with that that made the people sound that way. But our producer, Hanson, said, what do you got, Hanson, the grandfather or whoever, that, that sounds exactly like that. Talk like, still talks that way. Huh. Did people actually talk that way back in the day? 
maybe it was that uh, people were smaller physically, so it had higher voices. Well, and then why would you be so stilted? But before we get too, I believe we were conflating two different clips. He was referring that he has family members that still talk like uh, an 87 year old farmer that we found tape of being interviewed in 1929. Oh, okay. oh, I haven't heard this. So, okay. Yeah, here's gotcha. this. You've seen many things happen change in your day, King? Oh, yes, yes, yes. We live in a world of change. The trees are just the same as they were when I was a boy, only larger. The sun rises in the east and sets in the west. But when I was a boy, we didn't have the telegraph, and we didn't have the telephone, of course, nor the electric lights, nor any of these other things which have come out to bother us and help us. The good old days were pretty good, pretty good. Don't you boys think that you are living in just the best time in the world's history? First rate, but it's no better than uh, our father's had, and I don't believe it's very much better than our grandchildren. Now, that guy was how old? 87 in 1929. Wow. He was born in the first half of the 1800s. So that would give us a better idea of what the Founding Fathers might have sounded like then, because nobody know, really knows what they sounded like. You're getting a little closer anyway. Um, sure. I, I like the speaking styles of both of those old-timey things better than today. You know, Maybe the, I will start adopting that sort of speaking. Huh? The sun's rising in the east. <laughs> the idea that George Washington was like, Wah! We hold these truths to be self-evident. This <laughs> strikes me as odd. <laughs> we need to oh, ambush the British at Yorktown. I mean, that, oh, man. <laughs> it just doesn't tell you. You picture them in stentorian tones and this vaguely British accent. We hold these truths to be self-evident. You want that? Or is that way in movies, but it's probably not what they sounded like. We, the people, in order to form a more perfect, uh, what's the word? Union. You know, that's, <laughs> I don't know. It's just not the way I, I've always heard it in my head. Very strange. Yeah. Well, Jack, because you are negative and constantly predicting World War Three, mm-hmm. you concentrate on the nuclear the war, right? Michael, I'm going to play some audio here. Can you flip a couple of switches there? Blah. I, on the other hand, Joe, am all about the positives that human beings have brought, the 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 the, the, the achievements, the excellence. In short, blah 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 blah. Well, anyway, it's, it's, it's interesting because uh, building an atomic bomb is actually among the greatest achievements, maybe the greatest achievement of mankind. Period. In terms of preventing the loss of life, in terms of blowing stuff up, blow your friggin' mind, huh? <laughs> Well, no, it's prevented many, many bloody wars, or at least limited them. So far. But right. if it, if it so wipes far. out the human species at some point, I'd call it a yes, net loss. stats get updated. I'd call it, call it a net loss. Well, there you go, getting <laughs> negative again. I, Joe, as I was saying earlier, I'm all about achievement and mm-hmm. exploration. Uh, the day we did this uh, One More Thing podcast is the anniversary, the 51st anniversary of the launch of Apollo 11. First men on the moon. A uh, little countdown for you. 20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. It's making Tower us clear. slowly it moves. 
Neil Armstrong reporting the roll and pitch program, which puts Apollo 11 on a proper heading. Digital watch. I think uh, thirty seconds. Yeah, my phone is more advanced than what they flew to the moon. The moon. Oh yeah, many times. I think it would have been funny if you to replace that countdown with Dick Clark counting down. <laughs> where he yeah, went, that would have been funny. Where he went ten, nine, eight, nine. Start counting back up briefly. <laughs> right, then segue into Tony Larusa doing the alphabet backward, and then just had a big old time. What is your point, sir? I don't. <laughs> It's achievement. It's exploration. Oh, man. I, you know, I have such vague memories. I, I think I remember, because I was a very little child, watching that on TV, because everybody in America was watching that on TV. In fact, most people around the world who had a damn TV. What else are you going to watch? You guys want to watch the uh, attempt, uh, the first attempt to land on the moon or Milton Berle? Milton Berle! You know, said that nobody at the time. Uh, but I, I would love to, just for the roller coaster... Uh, ride of it, be able to refeel the stress and the excitement of something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, I got a taste of it when the Elon Musk uh, rocket, mm-hmm. the SpaceX rocket, blasted off the other day. First time from American soil in a long time. Uh, that was super exciting, but uh, it was so much more dangerous back in the day. Not that it's not dangerous now, but yeah, amazing moments. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. We're looking for a particular Christmas present. Well, first of all, how do we feel about giving children used items for Christmas? Um, Depends on the item, I guess. Can it be used from Santa? Kind of hard. Doesn't fit like the narrative. Does Mrs. Claus used it for a while, and then doesn't really fit the narrative of Elvis building it. Does it look used? I mean, is it like new condition? You know what? I could probably pull it off as new. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think. I don't I know. Lie. If I, That's it. Lie to your children. Yeah, lie again. Consent is a lie. Lie more. I don't think I would answer. have known if like a bike I had as a kid was used or not. Right. Well, if it's rusty or something. But if you, so, know, you just yeah. turn your back and say, "Ah, oh, I scuffed it. I'm sorry. I scuffed it a little bit here." Oh, geez, now, now we're getting into some serious deception. <laughs> yes? Oh, I'm doing that. You're giving something used? Oh, yeah. Abs- per- I found something. From Santa? Mm, I haven't decided yet. Well, see, if it's from you, if it's from me, I, can, I, I want my kids to learn the lesson of used is a great way to go. You save lots of money. It's perfectly okay. I want my kids to be by used people. Yeah, good point. But I don't know about used from Santa. Well, we'll just make the used stuff from you. And then establish yourself as a cheapskate when compared to Santa, who's getting the new stuff. Nice. Yeah, the thing I'm thinking about is the big gift, though. Santa's got to bring the big gift. What's your situation, Hanson? It's a pretty damn big gift, like physically big. It's a a Barbie condo. Oh, cool. Can you pull off? You you can make it seem new, though, right? Well, actually, the Santa employee is going to (laughs) work. Because it's got a little damage to it, so I can say, you know, the elves screwed it up or something. Blame the elves. There you go. Looks like Santa's dog urinated on it right here, so. <laughs> you know, doggy claws. <laughs> anyway. So this condo's like missing a room, huh, Hans? <laughs> <laughs> Getting the, boy, you save a lot on those kind of things, buy them used. I did that when we were, when the kids were smaller. Oh, my God. You can buy something that was $150 for 20 bucks. Now, what sort of thing are we talking about here? Now, what are you talking about? 
What are you talking about? Um, but I know we bought um, like a, some sort of put together. I think it was a kid's kitchen. Oh, Judy and I did that with one of those like uh, climbing things, the big plastic interlocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. It's yep. like an outdoor uh, play uh, uh, oh, park. Yeah. People yeah. will give those things away just Playground, to get them out of their yeah. house. I know yeah. I will. <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah. And since this thing will probably be discovered in 10,000 years by a future civilization, I'm sure it's on to its fourth and fifth owners at this point. But to the um, uh, what comes around goes around. So uh, you used to, if you're going to buy something used anywhere, you bought it through the classified ads in the newspaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then Craigslist. Garage sale, maybe. Or maybe a fine Tradio weekend program. <clears throat> That's right. I got a set of almost new no tires. I'm looking for a rowboat. I explained Tradio to my. nine, eight, nine. <laughs> I explained Tradio to my family the other day. They thought that was so hilarious. I hosted it occasionally on know, the weekends. And I never did Tradio. I mentioned that you had done it because they were yeah. talking about how I did. I used to do um, Lost Dogs. Oh, birthdays. That's how we got on the subject. Sure. Was you could call your local <laughs> radio station and say, you know, my girlfriend Jenny's having a birthday. And they would actually, I would mention right. it on the air. Lost Dogs, 100% school lunch menus every morning. Oh, yeah. I did radio. I worked at radio stations where you'd say there's a beagle missing at the corner of 3rd and Sutter Street. <laughs> and it's chicken nuggets at the school today. <laughs> and it's right. chicken nuggets at the oh, school. Oh, no. It, it'd be like chicken nuggets, green beans, mashed potatoes, and milk. And a chocolate milk. Right, exactly. <laughs> at uh, Middletown Middle School, they're having fish fillets, you know, on and on. But so... Craigslist killed classifieds for newspapers, which also just plain killed newspapers and journalism in America. <laughs> but nice job, Craig. It looks like, and I just became aware of this in the last couple of days, that Facebook has something called Marketplace. Yeah, and it's killing, of course, Craigslist. The wrath of Mark. <laughs> so I was, I was going to sell a big item the other day. I won't get hung up on what it was, but a big item, uh, vehicle. Mm, and that's big. And I called a dealership because I thought maybe I want to deal with it. He said, oh, you're going to lose a lot of money getting that way. He said, I'd put it on Facebook Marketplace and get a lot more money. I said, Damn it. I just, I'm selling one through uh, one of your online car places right now. I said, I don't even know what Facebook Marketplace is. He says, oh, oh you'll do much better on that. So then I asked my wife about it. She said, yeah, 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 yeah. So then we got this Christmas gift. We're wanting to buy a little vehicle for the kids to drive around our property. And I can't find one anywhere in the country. I've been searching Craigslist all over the United States. Really? Uh, yeah. Huh. I was willing to ship it. All over the United States. Couldn't find it. But uh, okay, Boomer. Turns out, um, no, I couldn't find it on Craigslist anywhere in the United States. My wife goes on Facebook Marketplace, finds like five locally. Wow. Well, that's that's an enormous contrast. So face, so huh. just, a, just a heads up to you. Facebook Marketplace is the new Craigslist, which is the old classified ads. I'll be damned. If you're still buying an ad in your local newspaper to sell your lawnmower, you're a couple of steps behind. Yes. Oh, yeah, clearly. Um, der, so this is news to me. Judy's on Facebook. I am not, except through the show. Oh. I, I know the uh, the market for musical instruments has changed a lot. It used to be eBay, then it was Reverb, I guess was the hot one. Yeah, they started charging tax and all kinds of stuff, tax, so people tax. are off that. What's that? That was me trying to do some reverb on that. <laughs> That's actually delay. Oh yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet Facebook Marketplace is a good place for that too. Yeah, I wonder what the hell. Where, where, so, where do you go to sell a guitar? So on Facebook Marketplace, does that mean I could look at somebody who's selling me something instead of just going in blind? 
that's largely like the, the appeal from my understanding. I've I've yet to buy a thing off of either Craigslist or, or Facebook Marketplace, but the fact that the seller is atta- attached to an account that you can see is clearly a oh, person. Oh, he's a guy oh. with a wife and kids, yeah. and here he is at the Boy Scout meeting, and he's probably a decent guy. Uh, that person's not going to hit me with a sock full of pennies in the Target <laughs> parking lot. I'm probably not going to end up duct taped in the back of a van. Yeah. 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 Speaking of vans, you remember I sold a mandolin on uh, Craigslist, and I oh, met I a guy. This, yeah. And I always meet people in a public place, and nobody's coming to my house. You sold a mandolin because you're a former Mandalorian. <laughs> um, so I met a guy at a local Starbucks, and uh, and you know you exchange texts about what kind of car you're mm-hmm. driving or whatever. And uh, I meet him there, and uh, he wants to look at my mandolin. And he says, "Why don't you come get in my van, and we'll look at it in there?" <laughs> he said that. Yeah. And I thought, what? And no. it actually was a panel van. I thought I'm going to end up. You know, a sexual plaything of this gentleman. At, at best. Living in a pit. That's what's going to happen to me. Or he's going to try and sell you speakers. I've had that. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're in the back of my van. What do you think of these speakers? I got them from work. I said, oh, I'll just bring it out here. It's a nice day. And uh, and I said no to the van thing. So I don't know if I was like that close to being on Dateline or, or something. Did he end up buying the Mando? He did. Uh-huh. So he was serious about that. But he might, he could have been serious about that. And, yeah, yeah, you know, this is how he gets his, uh, you know, the people to wear the masks. Or maybe he said to his, uh, his, his wife or significant other, honey, I'm going to meet that guy. I'm either going to come back with a mandolin or a duct taped sex slave. So I'll see you in about an hour. Maybe he was ready for either one. Seems unlikely, though. Seems to me that the guy trying to lure you into the pit doesn't actually want a mandolin. You know, this is actually gruesome, but I've been reading about that, um, Serial killer. What's the guy's name? It's been in the news a lot oh, lately. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like the most prolific ever. Yeah, and it's guy, nailed yeah. down now. They've 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 put together. He's an what artist. Is his name. Yeah, he's actually pretty talented. Could you Google that real fast, Sean? Because it's interesting. He's a, he's a good enough artist that he's telling people, yeah, I killed a woman in um in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, in 1985. This is what she looked like, and he's a good enough artist that yeah. he draws a picture and they come up with it. Yeah. And he's done that for lots of women. So not not Joseph D'Angelo, not the nope. uh, not the no one. no. Okay. Uh, he's got a really average guy name. Little is that his last name? It might be it. Yeah, black fella. Yeah, he's is, a black guy, you know, and he killed almost exclusively black women. Yeah. And the troubling part of this story is that we as we veered uh, uh, wildly to uh, the macabre. Now mm-hmm. he kills people on the margin. Kills Samuel people. Little. Yep. Yeah. He killed people. He and he probably killed ninety some people. He's the the most. Awful serial killer of all time, and they've identified. I mean, they've nailed down like sixty of them so far, and they have no reason to doubt he's telling the truth about the other right, three. Yeah, but he 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 killed people on the margins of society that just nobody really looks for or notices them missing. You know, mm-hmm. they got the kind of lives where nobody's going to notice if you don't. Nobody's expecting you to come home or show up to work. Nobody's going to show up repeatedly and push you to make the investigation a uh, a priority. Or even notice that you disappeared. Well, that's, yeah. You know, right, you, exactly. you, you run with a fast crowd, you know, people kind of come in and out of the crowd. Nobody looks for you when you disappear. It certainly could be days or a week, by which point, you know, the trail is obviously very cold. Because this guy made his way around the country, right? Yeah. I don't remember his ammo, what, what he did for a living. Well, or... that's what gets me back to the mandolin story. Okay. He did he did, he did a lot of just chance encounters like that. He would come across somebody and think, uh, hey, you want to get in my van, go for a ride? And then you're never seen again. So, who knows? That guy... That guy, that might have been his thing. Yikes. It's that. Decisions you make in life, it's that uh, final line. I don't want to go through my day thinking about that. Never get in their van is a good rule of thumb. Well, yes. Yes, clearly. 
It's good to have policies like that. I don't know if they got a big dog that kind of half talks and a stoner and a couple of hot chicks and a guy with an ascot. You can get in their van. Yeah, absolutely. They're solving crimes. Yeah. (laughs) But I I don't know. You made me paranoid now. I'm playing golf. I got a threesome. The guy says, you mind if I join you? I'm going to hear your words in my head. Joe, you're going to end up in a pit. Don't let this guy in to join you for some random encounter. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Exactly. The likelihood that happened is so low statistically, but anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, tell yourself to the, tell yourself that while you're in the pit being handed down baskets of lotion. Oh, oh my some, God. This is dark stuff. Wow. Hey, it was from the movie, right? Buffalo it's, Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is important to moisturize, though, especially this time of year. Have you watched any of... Uh, it's the prequel to The Silence of the Lambs, dude. Oh, Have you watched any of that? My wife's into Hannibal. I watched an episode the other night. No, how is it? That's troubling also. What? How is it? It's really, really good. Yeah. It's Hannibal Lecter when he was a young... Oh, that's right. They made a, yeah. a show out Psych- of it, right? Yeah, oh, it's good. Interesting. It's really good. I should good. check that out. But it is horrifying. Oh. Horrifying. It is, it is, yeah. Mm. I don't need horrifying. I don't like Life horrifying. Is challenging either. enough. I would never watch it. I don't know why my wife wants horrifying. She just she does. They say it's a way to confront your fears and deal with them. She watches shows like that and she can't get to sleep. Why would I ever want to watch a show that I can't get to sleep? Because I'm so scared. Oh, no, I don't like that. I don't want it. Anyway, the 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 point of this podcast was Facebook Marketplace is re- <laughs> replacing Craigslist. The wrath of Mark. That's right. The wrath of right. Mark. Helping out Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Don't get in Mark Zuckerberg's van either. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. So this came about a question Elon Musk regularly uh, asks people in job interviews. Says in the article, you never know what to expect from Elon Musk. Whether he's saying settlers will die on Mars. Did he say that? Uh, he doesn't expect the people to return. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. they, they obviously won't. Yeah, that doesn't seem that uh, alarming that he would say that. Claiming the sun will someday power all of civilization. That makes perfectly good sense to me. That's the source of all the energy on Earth, right? Uh, that that, that should power everything eventually. There's certainly that enough and, power and there. The outlets. <laughs> um, or for naming his new baby after a spy plane. So it may come as no surprise that interviewing for a job with Tesla and SpaceX may involve a few surprises. And it Let me see how that, I do. I dream of working for SpaceX. What with my expertise? He might ask you, Elon Musk might ask you one question, or he might ask you several. You can be sure, though, that he'll roll out this riddle. You're standing on the surface of Earth. You walk one mile south, one mile west, and one mile north. You end up exactly where you started. Where are you? I would have guessed one of the poles. You're um, in the Twilight Zone. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. But the correct answer is the North Pole. Yes. That's when Musk would hit Which them. Which poles? All of them. Okay. Oh, just the North one. Okay. That's when Musk would hit them with another surprise follow-up. Where else could you be? First of all, I need to figure out why is that true on the North Pole? Uh, walk a mile south. Walk a mile south, and then the uh, circumference of the Earth becomes about a mile. So then you walk a mile around, and then you walk north, and you're back up. The, so you're essentially creating North, a triangle yeah. on oh, a globe. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I mean, There's only... Yeah. Wouldn't that be true everywhere, though? No, no. I don't believe so. No. No, it's just because... Oh, cause, the, yeah, because... Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, the yeah. curvature, right. There you go. The whole uh, 
polar bears. They factor in. <laughs> Clearly. Eskimos. Yeah. Um, I'd say that's a racist term. The twist is that the riddle. Bears? The, the twist is that the riddle actually has two correct answers. The other answer is somewhere close to the South Pole, where if you walk one mile south, the circumference of the Earth becomes one mile. Mm. Few engineers get this answer, but anyway, getting the answer correct is not necessarily it. He wants to see how you describe the problem in your approach to solving it. So this became kind of a thing among a lot of tech companies, where you'd hit hear stories of people would be hit with. Uh, in in between the normal usual questions, they would all of a sudden be asked things like, "Why are man Why are manhole covers round?" And it's not you're not looking for them to give you the right answer. You're trying to see how their brain processes these questions. And then in some theories, you would be able to learn more about the candidate by seeing how they how they problem solve, how they prioritize things like that. Uh, manhole covers is a common one. I found this article uh, saying some other ones like, uh, "You've been given an elephant, you can't give it away or sell it." What would you do with the elephant? And you, and you say, slaughter it say for it, its delicious say, elephant meat. Say that again. Uh, you were given an elephant. Somebody you, gave me an elephant. Mm-hmm. You can neither give it away nor sell it. What do you do with the elephant? Ride it into battle with my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> First I just, thing, I find all my enemies. <laughs> can I just keep it? Is this assuming I don't want an elephant? Uh, how do you keep an elephant? Uh, we're a tech company in San Francisco. I'm assuming you live in an apartment. How do you how do you keep an elephant in your apartment? Okay, what's the answer to this clever riddle? Uh, well, there is again, there isn't a a, a specific answer they are looking for. Uh, they are looking to see how you you have been given the problem. I of would an elephant. find yes. some sort of uh, children's home that would like to have an elephant as you a can't pet. Give it away. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're not Tesla You're, material. You are fired, sir. I would just I would look the guy straight in the eye and say. <laughs> I'd shoot it in the brain. <laughs> I hear the ivory's pretty, pretty valuable. Um, but the, like the manhole cover question, right? There's a couple different answers for it. One is the because it can't uh, any other shape would the the cover would be able to fall through the hole. Yeah, at some I get point. that. But um, uh, the elephant one, I think I would just say I, I don't want to work here. That's a dumb. question. Are these the kind of questions Hence you guys tackle here? White <laughs> elephant. There was a a, a Persian a king or something that to punish people, he'd give them an elephant. And say if you uh, if you get rid of this elephant or kill it, I will consider it a grievous insult, and and it ruins them financially. Hmm. Trying to feed it, yeah. <laughs> Another one of these creative and interesting interview questions. According to this article, uh, we finish the inter- interview, and you step outside the office, and you find a lottery ticket that ends up winning ten million dollars. What do you do? Well, I come back and I tell all of you to pound sand. Is the first thing. <laughs> yeah, I get your wife on the phone. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> but is there an answer to that one, or is that another just trying to get you to think? Just another one. They I just want, want to know what you do with. $10 I want to know dollars. what your thought process is. Mm. Um, one of the there's a sports parallel to this that that's I kind of a, that's a, definitely a harder one than than usually when it's a, a much larger number where you can do all kinds of crazy extravagant things. Ten million was that the, the yeah. figure? Yeah. I probably wouldn't get the job, but I'd say I'd. Uh... So I I stepped outside. I found the lottery ticket. Yes. And I, I learn that it is a $10 million winner. Or yeah, I, maybe it's an unscratched one. You scratch it off. Hey, look at that. Uh, three cherries and 10 million is the prize. <laughs> I'd, I'd put it in the bank and think about it. Sorry. That's my answer. You're too dull to work here. Boring. <sighs> he doesn't know how to throw a party. No. You're, you're out. Lamborghinis, hookers, blow. Come on. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts famously asked both Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf the question, 
draft day, we draft you. What do you do the next day? And Ryan Leaf's answer was something along the, well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna celebrate my accomplishments with my friends. Mm-hmm. And Peyton Manning's answer was show up to the practice facility to learn the plays. Yeah. Um, so those sort of things, right? There's Lamborghinis, hookers, and blow. I, I, which that's is the Ryan Leaf answer. That's, that's where my mind would have gone. <laughs> Wait, after I'm drafted or after I cash the first check? What are, what are we talking about here? Um, but yeah, there they are questions just kind of designed to give you insight into their thinking process. Not necessarily can you get, give me the right answer. Gotcha. Are companies still doing that like 350 questions that repeat themselves? And just, uh, what, what do they call it? There's a name for that. I can't remember. Thank God I don't have one of those jobs, but. So I want to get this joke right because it's so funny. We really like this joke, but I got to make sure I get it exactly right. Okay. We can uh, edit this together if yeah. you know. So I mishap. sit down and I'm, I want this job. Yeah. And they oh. and the guy says, "What do you think your biggest biggest weakness is?" I'm too honest. And the boss says, "I don't think that's a weakness." And the employee says, "I don't give a shit what you think." <laughs> Good, good enough. Good enough, tell him. <laughs> God, that's a funny joke. Yeah, it is. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show.